Hello and welcome back to the live series podcast brought to you by Amicus. This is the podcast that brings you insight into the life and role of tech leaders from all over the world. Today I'm joined by Artem Ischenko, uh, engineering manager over at Bunch. Hi Artem, thank you for joining me. Hello, Heather. Um, so I hadn't really heard of Bunch before um, and we hadn't really met before this episode either. So for anyone who also hasn't heard of Bunch or isn't familiar with any of your work, do you want to kind of maybe bring everybody up to speed on who you are and what your experience in, in tech is so far? Yeah, about Bunch, uh, it's a pretty young company, right? It's uh, one and a half years old. Uh, it's a small team under like 35 people, uh, the whole company. And uh, basically, the main idea what we do is we help people invest, right? Um, so yeah, not going to dive into details uh, about myself. Uh, I have around I don't know, 10, 12, 13 um, years of experience. Um, uh, mostly, I was focused on backend uh, originally, and uh, over the last uh, six years, it's uh, management experience, including team leadership and um director roles and engineer manager roles yeah perfect i know i know when we kind of chatted um really briefly last week um we were kind of talking a lot about the market at the moment and what it's like to hire at the moment obviously obviously amica's been a recruitment agency it's kind of something that we're interested in but you had a couple of really interesting points obviously with you saying that you guys currently are quite a young company, um, but the market at the moment is kind of more, there's more kind of candidates, isn't there, at the moment? So I kind of want to talk about that a little bit in your approach to hiring. So how do you kind of like, what, what, what how would you describe your approach to hiring generally and, and growing a tech team? Well, that's one, uh, that's a hard question. I just, generally, we hire, right? Uh, I don't know if, if you have like a very structured process for that but um, we just go out we just uh, take as many sources as we can we post uh, you know try to source from everywhere and then you just uh, the important part is to optimize how you filter through because I don't think there is a single kind of uh, uh, rule where you find good candidates right uh, of course it is always better if somebody's been referred it's easier you already have pre kind of screen situation because this person kind of vouches for this person right but, that, but other than that you just take whatever comes your way yeah that's fair enough isn't it and then i think obviously you obviously must get a lot of applicants coming your way as well um so in terms of you know you said you kind of get candidates from everywhere um do you interview a lot or do you kind of spend more time pre-interview trying to kind of windle it down to a few select candidates and then interview those people or? Uh, probably both, right? Um, depending on the sources, uh, right? Uh, like if we actively um, uh, search for somebody, right? If you have uh, access to, let's say, a list of candidates, right? We would try to obviously... Probably filter down to ten or one percent of all available uh, to us from this, let's say, platform. Um, um, so, to basically look for the best CVs you can find. Uh, then also we uh, have a lot of partnerships. Um, I personally have a good partnership with the agency, right? Uh, where we kind of constantly tweak the process together. So they offer like a lot of pre-screening. You also obviously offer that. Um, um do a lot of pre-screening constantly uh, 
tweak the process so that if there's a lot of candidates coming in that don't pass to the second stage, right? Uh, that means we need to, like, on the pre-screening part, on the screening part, we need to do better. So we try to add uh, some small, simple questions, um, add some, uh, you know, tweaks to maybe years of experience or what technology we're looking for, something like that, just to try and kind of, you know, play around with the parameters of your search. And then it also works a lot of a lot of more a lot more better candidates come in and more suitable for this role, right? And overall, of course, uh, you get um, a lot of inbound candidates. So you also have to pick the best CVs. But also, the big problem uh, for me personally uh, on the market, everybody does the same CV. Like everybody creates the same CV. It's a list of experiences with all the same technologies because we all know, like for this position, it's gonna be Node.js, JavaScript, TypeScript. You're done, right? It's all the same. And then there's like ChatGPT generated message on top, and that that's it. That's your CV. So you either say no, I don't take those people, which is not cool as well, because they might be very talented people. It's just put a lot of effort into CV or just try to you know game the market because that's how it works. Um, or you actually bite the bullet and go and screen them all or most of them that seemed good enough, right? And you do actually a lot of screenings uh, as well. So you have to also optimize how you screen, uh, what you ask uh, and the time, right? Um, in the previous company, we actually, we were able to um, drive down the screening under 15 minutes and with a pretty good results. But again, that depends. Um, what role you're looking for, etc. Yeah, that kind of brings me nicely onto the next bit that I wanted to dive into. If you, if you are in a position where you've got a bunch of screenings to do um, and, a, and loads of interviews to kind of cram in, um, you know, especially if you're kind of going through a scale up stage or something, um, how do you make sure that each interview is valuable to you and it's a valuable use of your time? I know you said there about pre-screening and things like that, but how do you kind of approach these interviews and what, what's your mindset like to kind of go in and make sure that you're still fresh and make sure that it's going to be valuable to you? So we're talking about after pre-screening stuff, right? After already. Um, yeah. So several rules, right? First of all, interviews go bad only because of interviewer, right? You have to. We cannot control candidates. They can all be different. So you have to learn how to interview. You have to do it quick, right? So short, nice questions. There shouldn't be a lot of um, just, it should be a discussion topic, yes, because it's interesting to talk like that, but it shouldn't be completely philosophical or opinionated, right? So short and nice questions. Um, when you ask them, it's actually absolutely okay to give an answer yourself but then go into a discussion, why is it good or bad, right? So aim for why, not for what, right? So this way you actually optimize the time of just going into the discussion right away, rather than wait for a person to understand the question, then to figure out what the expected answer is, because a lot of people come in a little bit defensively, like they think about like, what do I need to answer? Not what do I want to answer, but what do I need to answer? It's very different, right? And so waste a lot of time. So to optimize your screening, to make sure that you don't you don't waste your time and the person's time, is you really need to focus on what do you do, bring another person to give you feedback right after the interview, like saying this was a long question or that was not clear. That's why we spend a lot of time on that. <clears throat> so really optimize this stuff, get into answer right away, and then talk a little bit about more fun stuff, the why's, 
the experiences with this situation, right? Like with this technology, if we're talking about it, uh, what they actually did. So it's more interesting like that. So this becomes more interesting to you now, right? Rather than, oh, you have answer A or B and that's it, you're done, you go to the next question. This is this is not interesting and you don't get the um, kind of the impression of a person. Uh, are they really, you know, digging deep for answers? Do they really have um, experience with that? Maybe they like have a beef with that. Or, like, they really don't like doing that. That's a good, also good point. Just explain why you don't like it, why this answer is something you don't like. Um, it's going to be a very interesting discussion and it's going to give you ideas why, right? Why this person for, because you might be already coming into interview with a, kind of opinion of what is correct, right? That's expected, yes, a little bit. But you also should be open-minded. If they say that they don't like it, it's actually very interesting to listen to their opinion. And then you find out that, uh, yeah, you might be actually wrong. In your own interview, you might be wrong. So, and this is very good situation because you now know you're talking to a very smart person because you seem dumb. Um, but that's absolutely okay also as well, admit this, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that kind of idea of going into the super open mind and, and making it more kind of discussion orientated without just kind of going around the houses. And because a lot of people will say that, oh, I like to make an interview situation discussion orientated. But then, you know, that does sound like it's going to be very long winded. And how do you kind of make something a discussion exactly. and make sure that that other person who's interviewing feels comfortable enough and open enough to kind of have a discussion and you also making sure that your time is very valuable and making sure that it's going to be short. So that sounds like a really, a really useful kind of tactic to approach it with. My next question was going to kind of be based around some points that you covered there, but um, I kind of just wanted to know how you made it interesting for yourself. I know we kind of talked a little bit about keeping it short um, and making it a discussion and kind of understanding other people's opinions in an interview, which is obviously super valuable. Um, is there anything else that you kind of do that makes because obviously, if you're interviewing a bunch of people, do you you do you find yourself comparing candidates to each other, or is that is that a way that you kind of make it make it more competitive for yourself and make it more engaging for yourself, or are there any other ways that you kind of make sure that each candidate is fresh to you? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Is it is there a way that you can yeah, kind of yeah. make sure I that each of... person looks individual to you and not that they're just meld into one? Yeah, yeah. If you want to have like a more of a kind of a rule book for that it's uh, probably switch up at least because you have to be um, fair to your candidates right so it has to be the same set of questions but let's say it have to be 80% of them have to be the same but always switch up to you know, like 20% that you don't like like you didn't go into a nice conversation or you actually want to ask this but you didn't have the chance just switch up the questions one two three whatever is time limit on your just move the, some of those questions away put something new they can be bad, yeah, but you will eventually find out something that is a lot more interesting to talk about. Right? One, always experiment in the interviews. Always be open to that. Um, it's okay to talk a little bit about more kind of hobby stuff, personal stuff. It's also interesting. We're, we're all humans. I do ask people what the, maybe to recommend my book, um, something maybe technical, maybe business-oriented, maybe just the person really likes I actually have a, a whole set of books people recommended to me i store uh, you know save them all on uh, goodreads um so this is again nice for me i i, I get away from the interview with the um, like a list of books and uh, that's also and it takes like a second to ask a person for a book recommendation uh, but also 
you can uh, sometimes, especially if you have a specific role, um, you're looking for like you don't have this person yet on uh, the team at all, like right. So in this case, you have a particular problem that you need to solve. So going into into interviews, you can actually ask all of your candidates all of your problems that you have, whatever you can, how much time you have, all of them partially, right? And you can get a lot of answers, right? So you can actually can get an expert's opinion for free. And it's also a very good discussion because this is exactly what you need solved and the person will be solving it for you. Um, good example, here we interviewed for same engineering position, right? We already have engineers on this position and we just personally shared our pain with one of the providers that we have. And uh, the person we were interviewing just said, yeah, I actually had the same problem. This is what I tried now, literally right now, we're implementing his suggestion from the interview. So, and again, it's like a free advice and we really wanted to hire this person, we, we couldn't, but we, like, it was immediately apparent that that's a very smart person. Um, they gave us some advice on what, what, to, what provider to pick and actually went with the advice. Yeah, I love that, especially the kind of the book recommendations and things like it keeps it interesting for yourself, but it's also going to be able to almost like simplistically remember people. It's like, oh, that's that person who recommended that book or they have this interest and they have this interest and it's keeping it tech orientated and, and kind of occupation orientated without drifting far apart and being like, oh, that, that person supports that football team or something that isn't useful yeah. for you to remember about somebody. Um, That's a really smart approach. Um, So what kind of speaking from you know maybe a candidate's perspective now what what do you think like obviously someone that's interviewed loads of people um so what kind of um things do you regularly see candidates maybe missing um so i already like talked about the cv cvs are bad and 99 of them are bad i even asked candidates about that they say they do it because the keywords need to be there. The, this is how sources, agencies, HRs filter out, right? Um, my argument would be, yeah, okay, keep the keywords, but put the actual personal information, something interesting, something that engages you. I want to see you as a person um, talking about the challenges that you like, basically, right? And again, don't ever use ChatGPT to write your own CVs. It's, it just puts a lot of fancy words that means nothing uh, in the end. Uh, but yeah. And talking about the actual interviews, uh, what a lot of candidates lack um, uh, right now, I think um, generally, um, so obviously there's a set of candidates who just cannot answer the questions and at all. They just, for some reason, decided to interview, to go to interview, but they don't fit at all. So we don't talk about this people. Um, there's people who actually know the answers. The problem uh, with them is that they don't, don't know the why right they use the tools they know how to use them they can apply this knowledge but when you try to have a discussion of oh you know what yeah this tool made this weird decision to go this way but i actually i would like to have it this way and they have no idea what you're talking about because they they never they don't know why they picked this uh, approach um as a you know as a tool developers for example and so there's a lot of kind of fundamental uh, knowledge missing so it's easily fixable just go in read about fundamental stuff a lot of people just don't know simple things that are actually very easy to learn i'm not saying that you know they somehow missed it it's it's very easy just spend some time 
go learn about I don't know memory, networking, whatever. How actually computer works? Some people actually don't know that, and it's um, just uh, you see that this is very simple knowledge to acquire, but it's so fundamental. It just applies everywhere. You can you can basically get inspired from the simple knowledge on how to apply it on the high level because it's all the same everywhere. Engineering it's all the same. Every task is the same task. It's just you know. Um, the level just the different abstraction from it but the, the ideas are all the same there's very little new ideas coming in um like over the last 20 years nothing crazy happening um maybe beside ai and um so learning those fundamentals really helps and also when we talk about for example tools i see that people not inquisitive enough not curious right when you use something you're like, it works and you're like okay why it works I have to see that the person asks why every time they either failed or succeeded, right? Doesn't matter. And if person just succeeded and rolled with it, it's uh, it's not kind of somebody I'm looking for. I need people who ask why, because this in the end it will be important because when it doesn't work anymore, you have no idea why it worked before. And that's where we kind of get in the roadblock, right? So, yeah. That's the biggest mistake I see people make is just they're trying to learn what mar for the market, not for themselves, right? And they don't spend time on um, getting to the core ideas of um, whatever tools, technologies. Uh. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting take, isn't it? Because um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip that question now as well and ask you what the ideal candidate would look like, and presumably you're gonna say the opposite of the things that you've just said. Um, but can you like maybe elaborate on on those things? Obviously, let's assume someone hasn't used Chat GP on on their CV, um, and let's assume that they're kind of making all the right noises in the interview. Um, what other features to a candidate would they have? I know that this is maybe a little vague, just because an ideal candidate would fit a specific role very nichely. But in terms of what kind of culture fit, for example, or kind of what kind of soft skills would you look for, or what kind of general kind of um, characteristics would you look for particularly that would make someone an ideal candidate to you okay okay uh, obviously like culture fit is a controversial topic right uh, people always say no you not, shouldn't do that because this is not hr compliant but other people say yeah you, should, you absolutely have to do that otherwise your company falls apart um it's not that bad of a situation to be honest um because it's very good to have different cultural people, right? Because that's that's the diversity of thinking. So everyone, I think, should be welcomed into an interview and um, shouldn't judge harshly by any culture as uh, you know, criteria. Um, the only kind of personal things I'm looking for is uh, for a person to be kind of straightforward. Don't try to whistle out of the questions. Don't just talk to me. If you don't know that, let's discuss. Maybe you can guess if you cannot like think through that it's okay i have other questions that's why it's also actually very important to go through the questions fast because if person doesn't answer it's not a bad thing right they don't know it they don't they don't care about maybe at all so you have to have questions prepared and you go quickly into other things and now you probe other places and you see oh this person's really talented in another situation so right so be straightforward this ideal candidate doesn't try to I don't know, figure something out. Just be straightforward, what you know, what you think about it. We can discuss it, but that's it. And uh, 
I don't know, maybe maybe being humble is also a good uh, quality as uh, what I can see in people is you have to realize, right, none of the achievements you've made is your own personal achievements, right? If you know a lot of things, you have to be grateful to people who taught you this, uh, all of the things that you've done in the previous companies and achieved, you probably didn't do alone, right? The team helped you. So this is what I'm personally looking for on kind of the cultural fit. And that's it. I don't really, um, I don't really have personally a lot of criteria, and more of a kind of a soft uh, skill, soft hard skill is what I uh, already kind of said is curiosity, right? When I talk to a person, I really want to see them. Um, as I want to see that they already struggled with this problem, not that they have the answer because that's boring. You can find answer, right? You can you can learn anything. So if I talk to you, you don't know this. But you know uh, how to how to think through this. Through this, it means that if I hire you in one week, you can do this, right? That's it. You read documentation, you go through the things. That's it. You're you're good now. You're basically perfect employee because it takes you a week to learn anything, right? So that's it. And so that's that's what I what I want to see is when we talk about uh, some problems, uh, when we talk about some cases, I want a person to be really engaged and think through the, yeah, what things wouldn't work, what things would work, maybe strategically think a lot, would be a little bit more, yeah, using this approach is nice, but only short term, not long term, or the other way around. So there's there's never a good answer. There's never a perfect solution. So always having this kind of open mind, a little bit of doubt in any sentence that you pronounce yourself, it's, it's nice. It's nice to see the person like constantly kind of, um, things through this, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for in the ideal candidate. It's just a good discussion, good uh, struggle. Yeah, I think they're brilliant. It's curiosity and being humble is is kind of, yeah, ideal. Like you said, um, I suppose, especially when someone comes in and they're kind of maybe not gloating, but if you ask them about previous experiences and they do kind of try and make out a little bit like it's all them and, and they've done it well and but there's something obviously part of a team um previously so humble is is definitely one that, that that I especially like and that was a great answer um so I've just got kind of like two more questions for you uh, and they are questions that I usually ask uh, most guests um and the first one is um unless you've already pre-thought these words I will be impressed if you can just reel them off straight off the bat um but this question is to describe yourself as a leader in three words how would you do that uh yeah this one uh i forgot to think about <laughs> <laughs> oh this one is hard uh i don't know like um i'll probably go with something um i don't know like simple um straightforward right i don't like the brave or fearless or whatever just do whatever the task requires. Like if we need to go through this, yes. If we need to fire a person, go through this, right? Doesn't have to be, you can be afraid, you can be brave, doesn't matter. Just just do what you have to do. And I don't know, the third word, um, simple, straightforward and um, kind. Yes, I'd say kind. I'll, we work with people and it's very important to, you know, think about people uh, in any role, right? It's all about um, them learning. Uh, it's all about them growing. Um, companies, um, unfortunately, can, you know, 
shutdown and stuff, but uh, our relationship with people, with um, hires that we made, the friends that we made, with uh, co-workers that we uh, kind of uh, you know, work together for a long time. I think that network remains with you uh, throughout uh, multiple companies, right? And uh, yeah, just be people focused uh, in the sense. I love that. I love that. I think that's the first time someone's um, responded with that with simple, but I actually really like that answer. It's philosophical, but very direct. And uh, yeah, it's efficient, right? It's yeah, simple means actually it's, it's very simple uh, in a sense that any process that you build has to be simple because if you if you build a complicated process, the people would have to spend time following the following and understanding the process rather than getting the value from it. So mm -hmm. it's a fundamental quality of any process. It has to be simple. Any human process, I mean, has to be simple. And as a leader, you are not this like a lot of people think about it as a charismatic person who motivates people to do something. No, leader is a person who builds up a process that works without this person, right? So. I absolutely love that. I think that's um, what a lot. What a, I kind of wish that I didn't have another question to ask because that would have been a really lovely point to end on because that was a very, very um, intellectual thing. Um, but I suppose, to be honest, it, it's probably um, quite nicely segued in just because my, my, my kind of last point uh, would be to just kind of ask you what advice you have for somebody who wants to be in a similar position to you one day. Um, we already covered a lot of things, right? Follow those. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Um, I guess uh, a lot of people don't really want to be in this position. They just get to be in this position, right? Because that's what they do. They're interested in. They love working with people, they love processes, then they love those abstract problems, right? I personally like high-level high problems that rather than low-level problems. Um, and so this is where you get dragged into eventually. And um, I'd say don't really aim for it. That that would be, this is how I got into it, right? So don't aim for it. Don't specifically like, oh, I need to be a leader. You probably don't uh, need to be a leader if you think like that. Um, so, or, or you don't want to be in management positions. It, it doesn't matter. So if you really enjoy it, just learn a lot read books about uh, companies and stuff, right? Uh, because um, you need a lot of inspiration uh, for those complicated things, uh, like for the companies and working with teams and working with people. You need a lot of a lot of different ideas that you have to try. You need a lot of inspiration from all, all over the world, right? Read about Facebook, read about Toyota, whatever. Trying to understand how those things work. And um, yeah, kind of just, don't force it. That's, this thing really comes very slow. Um, working with people is actually very hard. There's a lot of emotional stuff, right, um, going on. So just don't force it. Keep it slow, but keep it really kind of uh, smart also, because just winging it, uh, also not a very good strategically, at least, um, approach. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't not agree with winging it isn't a great strategy, um, but that's very, very insightful, um, especially kind of just 
I don't think that's really come up before. I'm just kind of saying like, just educate yourself and it'll come to you. Like it'll, you know, you don't need to force it. I think that's a really insightful thing to say. Um, awesome. It's actually been a really interesting episode. Um, I think it's particularly with the way the market is at the moment. I'm hoping that people listening will found um, your insight really useful of how to kind of filter through the masses of candidates that people are, are kind of trying to deal with right now. And, and also your kind of general leadership philosophy is really cool as well. Um, so thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for us as well. Yeah, no worries. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can hover over the logo in the bottom corner just on there. You can hit subscribe, follow Amicus Jobs on socials uh, and head to amicusjobs.com for all of our roles and updates and every previous episode up to now as well. Thank you so much again, Artem. It's been wicked. Thank you. Bye. See ya.